Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by my golf spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. Welcome to Grilling at the Green After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. I'm JT, and today we've got Todd Kolb with us. Todd, I got to get my list out here. The list is too long, Todd. Uh, the 2010-2014 Dakota Chapter PGA Teacher of the Year. Uh, 2008 Minnesota PGA Teacher of the Year. Um, you sure you're not going to sneak across the border to Canada and, and <laughs> snag one up there or something? Canada, head down to Iowa, maybe Nebraska. There you go. There you go. So as I told you off the air, this is uh, – this is uh, after hours. This is where we do our lightning round coverage. Uh, people will get to know you a little better. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. So um, start off easy here, Todd. If you could play a round of golf with one of your golfing heroes, who would it be? Uh, J- Jack Nicholas. Okay. If you could get a, if you, <coughs> Todd Cole, teacher, could get a lesson from a touring pro who might that be if, in, uh, if anybody <laughs> i would say uh Ber- bernhard langer because he's had such a long career and he's been he's figured out how to do this for so many years at such a high level man what what does he know that the rest of us don't know i figured they're gonna put langer in the smithsonian not in the world golf hall, <laughs> hall of fame he's gonna be there at that long putter going <laughs> With a you know, uh, stein a beer over here or something. Um, if you were declared supreme leader of golf for one day, Todd, just one day, mm. what would you, as supreme leader, decree? You know what I think I would do right now, based on where we're at, is I would get the right people in the room, and I would and I would tell them to get let's get stuff figured out from the competing tours going on and that whole conversation to the golf ball stuff. It's just, we got to eliminate all this drama, whatever, let's get in a room. We're not leaving the room until we figure this out. And we're going to go on, we're going to, we're going to walk out of this room unified, whatever that is, but to get moving forward instead of all this controversy going back and forth. I don't, I don't like it in the game. It's, it's, uh, it's taken away from what we should be talking about, which is the great play on the golf course. Absolutely. Speaking of that, we'll, uh, get a little diverse in here right now. What is your thoughts on rolling back the golf ball? I don't think it's me. That's I need all the help I can get. Um, And for the handful of players compared to the rest of the amount of people that play golf, I don't see the, the big golf manufacturers retooling something for 2000 players or whatever it is. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I'd like to keep the ball where it's at. I can see them maybe limiting it from, from, you know, going forward more, but going forward, but limited that. But I would like to see, I would prefer to see more constraints around um, making it more difficult to hit the golf ball straight. Uh, those types of stuff, because that's what's happened. I mean, if you take out one of your old drivers from the seventies, it's so heavy and you can't get the, I mean, like 
where now there's it's it's so much easier to hit the golf ball straight that people therefore then can swing harder and faster. Mm-hmm. So um, I would like to see if you want to limit things, limit, make it more difficult to hit the ball straight, put more premium on ball control uh, versus distance. Because if somebody's hitting it sideways and they're and and they're they're going to be in the weeds, they're going to be penalized. So I'd like to see that. Who was better? And this is I, who was better at shaping shots and controlling their ball? Uh, was it Tiger or Jack? Um, it'd be hard for me to say because I didn't watch each of them play much, you know, much golf in, in yeah. person. But I would, uh, you know, I would say probably Tiger. I think because he grew up in an age where that was kind of the thing to do at that time, yeah. controlling his trajectories. And he, talk, of course, talked about the nine different shots and things like that. So if I had to say, I'd say Tiger. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with you. And I'm a I'm an unabashed Tiger fan. So, you know, not that I don't have a big fandom for Mr. Nicholas, too, but I think Tiger was the one that took us to another level, mm-hmm. you know, especially like for old fat guys like me that, you know, he showed you what it was like, what you could do when you were in really good shape. <laughs> so, <laughs> OK, do you have a favorite golf course? Ooh, favorite golf course. Uh, probably my favorite golf course that I've played would be Pasatiempo, uh, oh, California. Yeah. I played that in college. Uh, wonderful. Uh, I got a chance to play Marion. That's pretty special. Um, and I played Shadow Creek in Vegas. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the golf courses that I played, I'd probably say Pasatiempo is probably the best pure golf course that I played. That's funny because we used it as an example two weeks ago on our uh golf trip uh travel tips um because julie inkster plays there and stuff. yes yeah she does so todd if you could dine with a historical figure who would it be and what would be on the menu they don't have to be from the golf world they can mm-hmm. be certainly but they don't have to be and they can no longer be upright too um i would go with uh, ronald reagan um, yep. I don't say I don't want to consider myself a big political person, but I do follow politics. And and he obviously, I, in my opinion, did some wonderful things for our nation. Um, so and he just was such a great communicator. I think that would be I would, I would enjoy that. And I'm hey, I'm a Midwest guy. So we probably have uh, uh, filet steak and some potatoes and, and a side salad and, a, and a, probably a, a good a good dessert, some cheesecake or something like that. He loved chocolate. Okay, chocolate, chocolate too. cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Um, what do you think is the perhaps biggest mistake you ever made while back when you were competing in college? In that, uh, good. That's a really good one. I would say if I made a mistake, um, it was probably being I was pretty cautious and pretty conservative with my approach to actually playing the game. I was kind of a fairways, greens, grinder, 16 pars, one birdie, one bogey type of guy. I think looking back, I would have probably, I would have freed it up a little bit more, maybe taken a few more calculated risks. I'll use that word. Sure. Um, I would have done more of that. Okay. Um, dumbest thing you've ever seen while you were coaching somebody like, either prepping to get into a tournament or at a tournament. And I'm talking about pros and stuff. Um, no names. Just no in, names. Okay. Just good. incidents. Just <laughs> okay. incidents. No names. Um, 
Well, I, I had one situation where where the um, you're dealing you're dealing with people at a certain stage of life, and um, they had kind of I'll just use the word fallen in love, and um, we, we were at a tournament, and that you could it's just not it's just they, their mind wasn't on the tournament, yeah. their mind yeah. and rightly and rightly so, yeah, uh, they had, they had found the person that they were going to spend the rest of their life with, and that was way more important than this particular golf tournament. But I just I knew I'm like this isn't this week isn't going to be very good because they're you know <laughs> they, they got more important things right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll worry about golf next week. <laughs> um, do you um? you remember the actual very first time you ever picked up a golf club? I don't remember that. I mean, I remember the first set of, of actual golf clubs that my dad bought me. They were Jack Nicholas golden bears. It was a, a five, seven, nine iron and a putter and a three wood. I remember the color of them and the look and the bag. Um, I do remember that. I, I remember the very first paid lesson I gave, um, my gal here in town, she's an attorney now. Wonderful. I kind of, I still run into her every once in a while and I kind of tease her about that. And um, I tell her, I remember even what I told her and it was not very good advice. I, <laughs> uh, I should have given her money back. I don't know what she paid for that lesson, but it wasn't worth the 30 bucks. I know that. <laughs> uh, you talked about golden bears. That was the first set of clubs that I bought myself after I got my first credit card. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I bought a, a whole bag of golden bears and i uh, uh got a bag to match and a couple other things and boy i was set had no idea what i was doing but i was having a great time doing it uh todd what's one thing if there's any that you miss about your 20s um what i miss about my 20s is when you're in your 20s um you, I don't want to say you have less to worry about, but, but your focus is so much more on, like, it was just on golf. I just loved golf and I was developing my career when we were newly married. And so for my 24 to 30, like that's where I was. And that, that was, I, I miss the part of just being able to focus on one particular thing. And as you get older, you know, you have these other wonderful things, you have children and you have, right. you know, careers and, and, you know, you're just, you're spread more wide, but when you're twenties, and you can be focused on your lovely wife and golf, and that's all that matters. So I miss that part of it. I bet. I bet. Um, what would you say is the toughest part of your job? Uh, the toughest part of the job, which I've actually come to really enjoy, it used to drive me crazy before, but the toughest part of the job is, is learning um, to, to help the students understand and actually accept that it's not always just about their golf swing. Mm -hmm. There's other things that can be impacting their performance. Maybe they don't want to hear me. They got in a fight with their spouse. Things aren't going well at work. They didn't get sleep. Who knows what it is, but helping that, that the part that's frustrating is that when in essence you are held responsible as a coach for something that is completely out of your control. Um, and then when you bring that forward, they don't want to hear it. They think it's just their golf swing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think um, changes need to be made in both pro and amateur? I'm talking about like rule changes and stuff. Uh, I know people always complain about place uh, pace of play. I've even done that. Um, and then I go to the bar and I forget all about it. But the point is, is uh, 
you know, they were talking about bifurification, uh, the pros one set, this set, this, you know, that. I mean, getting a rule changed in golf is kind of like moving, um, you know, Mount Everest in a way. Mm-hmm. But from a from a teaching professional's point of view, uh, are there any changes that should be made and what would they be? If any. Um, well, I, I think some obviously pace of play is, is an ongoing issue. Um, I think that's just a, that that's a challenge. Um, I think for people, we got to somehow figure that out. How do we get around that? Um, I would say um, I'm not a. I mean, although I know it helps people read greens, and I see people do it, and I have students who do it. I'm not a big fan of everybody standing on on the sides of their lines, and it just it just seems to be taking forever for people to kind of read the green because they're trying to feel it with their feet. I think that's. I mean, I get it, but it just. I don't know. I think we need to play faster. I think people need to make decisions faster and and just speed up the game. Now, do you think some of that is correlated back to what we talked about in the regular show right off the top when I said, you know, you can get 16 different versions of of a a swing thought or a tip or something? Um, Could that possibly be tied into that, that they've got so much going on in their head they can't pull the trigger, so to speak? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I thought a hundred percent. I think that there's just, there's confusion out there because it's, it's, we live in a world where it's easy to get information, which is good, but is it the right information? And quite not going back to what we were talking about earlier, the, 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 quite frankly, the, the, the role of a good coach, even ex, especially at the higher level is to be somebody who filters information. And it's like, no, don't, don't, don't put, don't listen to that. Get that out of there. Stay here, stay here, stay here. And that's the one thing that I've seen, you know, with great players, great players have clarity and they can stay on it. They can yeah. stay on it. They they don't get distracted, kind of like the old scene from, you know, whatever the the, the dog movie where the dog's like, oh, there's a squirrel. Yeah. Like, squirrel, yeah. 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 I think that was called Up. Um, yeah. Okay. So that leads me to another question. Do you have a favorite movie? Um. Yeah. Well, I always my favorite movie that I always say is, is the Blues Brothers because that's the first movie that my wife and I watched the very first movie we watched yeah. uh, when when we were when we were dating. Um, but um, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. I'm just sticking sticking with okay. That. Um, best and worst concert you ever attended. Uh, best concert would uh, Kenny Chesney, hands down. My my wife and I love uh, country music. We've seen him three times. He's awesome because I know every song. So that's always a lot of fun. Um, oddly enough, uh, we went to see James Taylor and he was really good. But it, from a concert standpoint, I, I enjoy his music, but I enjoy his music probably more along sitting at home at night having a glass of wine on the porch yeah. than a concert. So not that he was a bad music. It just, yeah, I get it. It didn't have the concert vibe I was looking for. I went and saw um, Susie Boggess and Merle Haggard one time and right in the middle of uh, Oki from Muskogee, Merle walked back. There was some straw bales back there to decorate the set. He sat down on there and just all of a sudden broke, in it, broke into, I'm going to Kansas City. And for like 10 minutes, he was just... <laughs> And the, and the crowd was like, well, that's kind of cool, but you kind of left us hanging, you know, on this <laughs> other thing. Anyway. Um, sweatshirts or formal wear? Uh, sweatshirts. I'm I'm a pretty Midwestern 
Midwestern guy. My wife will tease me. She's like, you, you can't go to the house looking like you're homeless. And my <laughs> daughter and my daughter will say, you, you, what's it, what's it with this grout fit? I guess they call it a grout fit. I had all gray on. I, I don't know. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, uh, yeah, I'm 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 I sort of it. a fireman and a school teacher. I'm pretty sweatshirt guy. There you go, uh, Todd. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I'm gonna go with horse just because um, I feel like I'm relatively pretty calm and 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 pretty uh, conservative. But yet I do enjoy freedom. I do enjoy, I love to travel. I love the, the feeling of getting on a plane and going to Phoenix or wherever and just kind sure. of getting away and coming back. So yeah, I don't know. I'll go with the horse. Okay. That's good. Well, you know, um, I worked with him for years, so I can relate to that. A <laughs> um, couple of fun things here. What would be your last meal on death row? Spaghetti. Yeah, spaghetti. I mean, I yeah, spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, I, I I like that's a go-to for me. I don't need as much as I used to because I'm trying to watch my waistline. But yeah, uh, but I like that. Oh, very cool. Um, last thing here is your opportunity uh, to give a message to the world. What would that message be? Hmm. I would say that my message to the world would be. Uh, make sure when you're evaluating things, even people, uh, that you you always consider the environment in which that person comes from or that information comes from. Um, because um, everybody, you know, the, it's, the information comes from their own worldly experiences and what helped them they think will help you and it might, but it might not. Or their opinions about something being right or wrong are based on their on their own experiences. So I would just say, just be cautious of advice uh, and opinions that come your way, um, and under just reflect on where is that where is the environment that that person was coming from when they gave that, because I think it provides a lot of insights. Excellent, excellent, Todd. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. One more time, real quick. Where can they find about you or your book or whatever you want to share here? Yeah, thank you. So a couple of the, the book's called The Bad Lie. You can find it on Amazon. Sanford Sports, if you want golf academy-specific golf lessons, that's a great place to find us. If you want a bunch of our free content, really good information. We've got we got a, literally over a 1,000 videos on YouTube at US Golf TV. Uh, that's where you can find our YouTube channel. So those would be our three spots. Excellent. Todd, it's been a real pleasure. I hope to meet you in person one of these days. Well, likewise, and I'm glad that Dave got us hooked up together. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get you one of these books, my friend. Oh, excellent, excellent. That's one of the perks of this job. I get free stuff. So, <laughs> Todd Kolb, everybody. After hours, we'll be back next week. Charlie Reimer will be back with us. Until then, go out, play some golf, take care, be kind, and do have some fun. Take bye bye.